In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Christians love analogies. We deal in mysteries that lie beyond our immediate grasp, and so we often come to learn things that we do not know by relying on the things that we do. Comparisons matter, and nowhere do they matter more than in the incarnation of our Lord Jesus Christ. In previous ages, God spoke in manifold and varied ways, but in this last age, he has spoken to us in his Son, his very word, his very wisdom. In speaking the Son from before all time, the Father has nothing else to say. But analogies often limp and confuse us, don't they? The images that we use in speech to describe how we feel or what we believe. Think of an argument where someone draws a comparison that's not entirely fair, or an illusion that isn't especially apt. We've all been there. We've all been on both sides of the argument or conversation. And so it's a common refrain among Dominicans, at least, to say that all analogies limp. All analogies limp. It's self-analogy. All analogies have limits. But does this extend to our Lord when he calls himself the Good Shepherd? Do the analogies used by God in the flesh limp? Are they inadequate? Do they capture the full reality of what he was saying? With all deference to our Lord, who is truth himself, even his analogies are inadequate. But this is not to denigrate God. Rather, how could we expect that human language and brief moments of speech could adequately capture the eternal life enjoyed by the Lord of hosts and shared in the Trinity from before time itself began? The analogies limp when we talk about God because he is beyond our experience. The analogies limp when we talk about God because he is beyond time, beyond space, beyond change, beyond limitation. The analogies limp when we talk about God because we, the listeners, don't always have the eyes to see or the ears to hear. And so the analogies limp even when Christ calls himself the Good Shepherd. Because in any other case we might think of, we call a shepherd good when he has the equipment to defend the sheep. We call a shepherd good when he knows the direction to lead the sheep. We call the shepherd good when he knows the pastures wherein to feed the sheep. We call the shepherd good when he has access to the gates that safeguard the sheep. We call a shepherd good because he is a man who knows how to live amongst a flock that is quite different from him. But when we speak of the Good Shepherd, when we respond to this declaration of our Lord in our gospel today, when we call him the Good Shepherd, when we acknowledge him as the Good Shepherd, we call him good because he employs no other equipment to defend us than his own wounds and his saving blood. We call him good not because he just points out the path for us, but rather because he himself is the path to follow. He is the way the truth, and the life. When we speak of the Good Shepherd, we call him good because he feeds us from no other pasture than his own body and blood, from his very life. When we speak of the Good Shepherd, we call him good because he is the gate that safeguards us, and he contains the destination for which we ardently seek. When we speak of the Good Shepherd, we call him good not because he was living to live among us, 
who remain estranged and unknown to him, but because he became like us in all things but sin, such as as was sung a few weeks ago, a lamb the sheep redeemeth. And so, yes, the image of the good shepherd limps when we speak of our Lord, but it is not because our Lord limps or somehow fails to rise to what his own words promise. Rather, the words fail in capturing the fullness of life and of love offered by his shepherding guidance. The image of the good shepherd limps, but it is a start and a springboard towards understanding the fullness of life offered by the Son of God. As the beloved apostle writes, that life which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and touched with our hands concerning the word of life, the life that was made manifest, and we saw it and testify to it and proclaim to you the eternal life which was with the Father and was made manifest to us. That which we have seen and heard, we proclaim also to you so that you may have fellowship with us and our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And we are writing this that our joy may be complete. The words may escape us, but they do not fail us. Through the guidance of the Good Shepherd this Easter, may we be brought to a deeper knowledge of God, to the peace that the world cannot give, and to that love undying that death itself could not conquer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.